Hello, and welcome to our new episode on the Fantasy Football Fellows. It is me and Tyler. Tyler, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm happy it's another Tuesday. Yeah. I know Tuesdays are Lucas's yes. like worst day of the week, mm-hmm. but when it when you talk fantasy football every Tuesday, yeah. I mean, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. You gotta and love it. Lucas isn't here, so he can't <laughs> rain on our parade. Um, and so you know, that's just kind of that's where we're at. Lucas is enjoying the sun in California. Uh, with the warm weather and the the distant fireworks yes. for the Fourth of July, and flexing with some videos. We all saw that, Lucas. <laughs> we saw that subtle flex, the subtle flex of Starbucks, seeing it right, right through you. <laughs> well, Tyler, we're really excited about this episode and the next one. And why why are we so excited? We're going through another mock draft, baby. Yeah, mock draft 2.0. Heck yeah, we're taking a little break from our divisional breakdown to go over a mock draft. This time we're going to focus a little bit more on our strategies. Absolutely. And why why we took certain players uh, as before we were going diving really in deep in like the stats on each player to justify that pick more. Um, now we'll talk about why did I take a running back here? Why did I why did I reach for this guy here? So that's how we'll do it. We will Lucas drafted with us, so we will still briefly talk about his picks. We probably won't go into as deep about his picks just because we can't do it as much justice as he he did yep um but yeah we'll just we'll jump right into it so the draft order was lucas had the second pick i was at four and tyler was at 11 11 yep in a 12 person mock yes yes and we did it on the sleeper app so we had two we had tyler and lucas both on the turns that that did make it a little interesting just because um, you guys were actually just on opposite sides of the board. Yep. And then I was kind of right in the middle. So Lucas got really lucky with his first pick, I think. Yeah. He, uh, oh he managed goodness. to snag Christian McCaffrey, who we all we all love Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Um, I, but we still think, even if McCaffrey has a down year, he's still going to outscore Dalvin Cook by three fantasy points a game. I mean, the dude is just ridiculous. I, he aver- He's averaged like 28 points a game for the past two and a half years or yeah. something. <laughs> something crazy like that. Sounds about right. So – uh, he just he got incredibly lucky. He wrote, "There's a one to five percent chance this happens in your draft," um, but he was very happy. Then I went to the fourth pick. At the four pick, I'm I'm, all, I'm thinking running back here still. It's still way too early. Uh, and I went. I decided to go Alvin Kamara. This is a dude who's had 1,500 yards from scrimmage each of his first four years, 80 receptions each four years, t- 10 plus touchdowns in three of the four years. So he was my he's my clear cut running back three. So to give him that four, I was I was very excited about that. Um, then we dropped down to eleven. Tyler, who did you take at eleven? Yeah, so at eleven, the two players that really came down to for me was Aaron Jones and Travis Kelsey. And the only argument that I had for Kelsey was that my tight ends are set then for the rest of the draft, yeah. right? Where I could focus on the like the one other like questionable. I shouldn't even say questionable. The one, the one position that I really needed to like look out for then after was my quarterback, mm-hmm. but I could not pass up the opportunity to take Aaron Jones, who will most definitely be a top ten running back. Yes. Um, and basically, that was the only reason why. I mean, there's a whole Rodgers talk. If he leaves, what happens in the rankings for him and stuff? I think he is just that good that he yes. stays in top ten even if Rodgers leaves. So 
I, you know, just I could not resist taking Jones mm-hmm. at eleven. Well, we didn't have a real hot take tie this week, but that might be that might be pretty close. Is oh. Rogers staying in the top ten? Ooh. So possibly, possibly. Um, also, just to just to let you know, the draft board so it went Cook, McCaffrey, Henry, Kamara, Saquon, Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott. With the first eight picks was all running backs, and then it went Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. So that's kind of where Ty was picking. And so after Ty, it went. DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs on the turn, and then back to you, Ty. Yeah, and so with this second pick, then, the more mock drafts I do, the more I realize I really need to take two running backs in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it is a pass catcher like a, you know, if I'm later on in the second yeah. round, right? If it's a DeAndre Hopkins, a Calvin Ridley, that, that's really the only two guys mm-hmm. I can make an argument for. Um, then I would take a wide receiver and then mm-hmm. just have to find another running back later. But when I'm that early in the second round, I would much prefer to get another running back. Yeah. And so because of that, I took Austin Eckler. And I think there's some, you know, some doubt with Eckler and how much he'll produce this year with yeah. a new offense and, and just his value really just coming from being mm-hmm. a pass catcher and not really much of a runner. Um, but I would, I want to believe that they will incorporate Eckler into yes, their game. Plans 100%. And stuff. He's that good enough to not just, you know, be a decoy or anything like that. So with taking Eckler, my running backs are set for at least a couple more rounds. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you don't, you have nothing to worry about then. Eckler was our consensus running back 10 uh, so getting a top, getting two top 10 remakes is huge for your fantasy team. Uh, especially after those top four wide receivers go, yeah. they're really the only guys that we're for sure on. So then after Eckler went DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, JK Dobbins, which I don't think any of us would have taken that high. Never, that's a, that's a sleeper. Pick. <laughs> Cam Akers. The guy I wanted in Joe Mixon, who I was very upset with one pick before me. And when you not want Joe Mixon. And then I came up next. When I when I came up, I had the option to take who my next wide receiver on the board was Keenan Allen, who I actually decided to skip over and try and go Calvin Ridley to try because I knew Calvin Ridley would go a lot earlier than Keenan Allen. So I was kind of trying to game the board to see if I get Keenan Allen to fall back to me. The other running backs on the board were the Antonio Gibsons. Uh, CEH, Clyde Edwards Solaire. They weren't guys that I was super excited. I would rather have one of those top, to me, seven wide receivers. So I took Ridley here. Ridley was unbelievable last year without uh, Julio Jones. I mean, he was in that wide receiver one category the entire time. He was dynamite. He had 143 targets, 1,300 yards. So that was was why I took it. And I just, when I'm looking at my tiers, Ridley's a tier above where that Antonio Gibson and CEH fall. I think Gibson can be really good this year. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But if it wasn't Joe Mixon, then I was going wide receiver. I, I have Keenan Allen higher, but I tried to kind of play that game. So then Lucas came around on the turn with his next pick. Actually, after him went uh, – after me went A.J. Brown. Then Lucas took Michael Thomas here, who I know he was very excited to get. He's a wide receiver seven on his board. Uh, Lucas did the same thing as me, actually. He had – Michael Thomas behind Keenan Allen. Yep. But he knew Michael Thomas go earlier, so he tried to play that game. Uh, Lucas has – he thinks that Michael Thomas is in for a great bounce-back year, and I, I agree with him, and yeah. I, I think yeah. you do as well. He's easily the, like, 
I don't think comeback player of the year is the best way to describe it. Yeah. He was he was the most he I think it was him and Devontae. Yeah. They were the top two like most dominant receivers in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Then he missed all of last season. Yeah. So any of them that's never healthy. Yeah. So like there, you know, I've heard people say, you know, we all saw the real Michael Thomas last year. No, you didn't. Yeah. He was hurt last yeah. year. We all know what Michael Thomas can do, and he's yeah. a top three wide receiver yes. at his best. So I don't I don't hate the pick at all. No. So then when Patrick Mahomes, DeAndre Swift, and Lucas came back and the plan worked out well for him. He got Keenan Allen. He took he took Allen just because he knew McCaffrey can kind of cover up any like running back depth that you miss out on. Yep. Uh, Keenan Allen was wide receiver seven in points per game, wide receiver six in receptions, wide receiver five in targets, and he was also very happy to take Keenan Allen oh, from yeah. me. And so that, was, that really went into his pick. And obviously that should go into all of your picks is trying to screw over your friends when they get it later in the yeah, draft. Yeah. I mean, I had Keenan Allen last year. I don't remember who mm-hmm. traded him to me, but it, it's, I mean, to have Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen yeah. as your wide receivers and you already have cover in your running back yeah, with for McCaffrey. McCaffrey oh, yeah. you're, you do need to continue drafting, but like yeah. your draft is pretty much set. Yeah. Like you're, you're in a great spot if you get those three yes. guys on your team. Definitely. So then it came back to me. It was Antonio Gibson, who I actually wanted again. So I missed out when I took Ridley, the three guys that I wanted to come back to me were Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, and Antonio Gibson. And I got three. none of them. <laughs> so I was, I was very disappointed to come here. I sat here for a little bit to think about it. I thought about Kittle. I thought about Najee Harris. But I had to go Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I know he was disappointing. Mm-hmm. But before Le'Veon Bell came in week seven, he was running back six in that offense. I was going to say, he, he, he was a very good running he back. Was very good. And so I believe that's going to continue. It was just a weird year with no offseason, but that is such an amazing offense. Kareem Hunt – let me pull up the stats. Kareem Hunt had averaged 19. 19 points per game as running back in Kansas City the two years that he was there. 19? 19 points per game. And I think CEH, I don't know if he gets up to that, but he can definitely sniff it. Yeah, he, he will definitely sniff it. And so that, that was what had me excited about um, CEH. And so that's why I took him there. I really like having two running backs early in the draft. I hate leaving round three without two running backs just because the depth just drops off so quickly at running back. Yeah, and your yeah, your pickings get real slim mm-hmm. too. I mean, if I didn't take Eckler in round two, my only choices would have been Chris Carson or Miles Gaskin. Yeah. And you never want to play that well, I'll you know, maybe I'll get him and you don't want to yeah. bet on anyone else not taking them because everyone's looking for running backs. Exactly. So. And so the next player up board, Najee Harris, then, then we went back-to-back tight ends with Kittle and Waller. Then Mike Evans, uh, the guy who should not have been picked here, Miles Sanders. <laughs> then we had Julio Jones and then Ty's pick of Allen Robinson. And I have to say, this is an absolute gift of a pick, knowing that Mike Evans, Miles Sanders, and Julio were the three picks before Allen Robinson. Now, um, in one of, I think in our NFC North mm. breakdown, my hot take was that Allen Robinson finishes as a top five wide yes. receiver. It field sees it, the field. Yep. It feels, it's a, yeah, it field sees the field. <laughs> yep. And, uh, I think for the third round and as, as my wide receiver one, I think he mm. is a wide receiver one. A lot of people will say he's a 
he's a wide receiver too. That's just because it's Andy Dalton under yeah. center. I I think at least so. I was more than happy to take Allen Robinson um, as my wide receiver one. And he had Mitch Trubisky throwing him the ball last year and Nick Foles. Was that who the yep. other guy? So it's not like he had amazing quarterback play the last two seasons. Like it's been yep. shoddy quarterback play at best, and he still put up crazy yep. numbers. He's still putting up top ten wide receiver numbers. So continue sleeping on Allen Robinson. I'll gladly take him for you guys. I'll do – yeah. And so after Allen Robinson went Lamar Jackson, the second quarterback off the board, and then Terry McLaurin, and then back to Tyler. With Amari Cooper. Man, I was getting absolute gifts at the beat, you know, in the first four rounds, knowing that I took Aaron, you know, got Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler. Then I had Allen Robinson after Evan Sanders and mm-hmm. Jones. Then I had Lamar and Terry McLaurin go ahead of Amari Cooper. Yeah. And I think it when Dak is healthy. Yeah. Amari Cooper is one of the best wide receivers in fantasy football. I mean, within the first five games yep. last year when Dak was playing, Cooper was averaging 10, 11 targets a game. Oh, yeah. Like, that's to get him in the fourth round, yeah. that is insane. That is insane. All I'm saying is you didn't put your money where your mouth was and take CeeDee Lamb here. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> that's, that's what here's, I saw. That was what I was. Here's what I need to clarify. There's a small chance that C.D. Lamb finishes above Amari Cooper. And I was just saying it for, you know, reactions. <laughs> for views, as they say on, on many platforms. So do I stand by it? Not, not, not really. But, but if you take either C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper, that's not a bad pick no. whatsoever. For sure. Uh, and then when a little running back spree of Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, then DJ Moore, and then we had Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, two more quarterbacks off the board. I was sitting here really questioning this pick. And I ended up going with Kenny Galladay, who's my next wide receiver off the board, who I am the highest by a lot on. Uh, yeah, since yeah, I have him at my wide receiver 12. <laughs> so that went into it. You went, you bumped him up to 12? That's where he's been. He's been sitting I at 12. I thought he was at 14. No, he's been sitting at 12 for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he's the he was the 17th guy to wide receiver off the board. So for me, obviously, that's where I'm taking him. Yep. He, in his one healthy season, he had 16 points per game, and he only had 70 receptions. Only? Yeah. So he's a guy who can put up points without always catching the ball. That's what I like about Kenny Galladay. Yep. Is he's a great – he gets you a lot of points, but he doesn't need that catch the ball a ton, which is going to be good in that Giants offense versus crowded. So I went – but the reason I went Kenny Galladay there is because I had gone running back, wide receiver, and there was no running back that I thought I could get there. I wasn't interested in taking Mark Andrews or TJ Hawkinson that early, and I didn't feel a need to take a quarterback, especially after those top four had gone. Yep. So I went – that's why I went wide receiver there. After me went Russell Wilson and then Lucas's pick of Robert Woods. Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees. So Lucas didn't love being in this spot. Uh, he, he really wanted another running back here since yep. he's only had one running back. But yep. there was just no other good running backs really left on nope. the board there. Nope. And so um, – he took he took a wide receiver and 
Robert Woods finished his wide receiver 14 under Goff last year. He gets an upgrade. So he's thinking, you know, I got a lot of upside with the 18th wide receiver off the board. So he's taking Robert Woods. Probably not his favorite pick, but it was the best available for yeah, him. Yeah, and I de- and even it, later on in the season, mm. if he wants to trade for a better running back, yeah. because he later takes a, a running back that I don't have a problem with no. as a running back too, but if he wants an upgrade as, as a, you know, for another running back – Robert Woods is a great piece yes. to trade off. And especially if you have, I mean, personally for me, mm-hmm. I would trade either MT or Keenan Allen just because they have a ton of value or they have that much more value yeah. than Woods. And you can get so much more back for one mm-hmm. of those guys. But really any of those guys yeah. you can trade and get a good package for back. Yes. So. Next one, Chris Godwin, who I think I actually would have taken in that spot just because I think Chris Godwin's got such a higher floor yeah. or higher ceiling than Robert Woods. But I think Robert Woods actually has a higher floor. Yeah. And then it went Thielen, and then back to Lucas. Lucas was in another tough spot here. Does he reach for Miles Gaskin, who is farther down on the sleeper board? Uh, he said he should have known that me and you were in this draft, and there was no chance Gaskin was going to get back to him. But he went Mark Andrews here on a tight end. What I don't hate in the fifth round, I, I don't love. I don't know if I, could, I would do it. He, um, he does like the security of having a tight end that you're never going to have to worry about it for the rest of the year. You don't feel like you have to trade for a tight end, mm-hmm. but he did say that 502 was probably the highest he would ever draft. Mark yeah. Andrews. And, I, and I remember too, we, you know, we've talked about Gaskin before mm-hmm. and where we would take him. And I think we've all said like late four yes. would be the, that range. And as I mean, early fifth mm-hmm. and he's still on the board, my mind, you know, <laughs> Without looking at the sleeper big board and getting fooled by it, yeah. my mind instantly goes, oh, yeah, I, I take Gaskin in the yeah. fifth. But I can definitely see when you're in the middle of your draft yeah. and you don't see a player within that first, like, eight that you yes. see. Yes, 100%. I don't, so, I, yeah, I'm with Lucas. I don't hate the pick of taking mm-hmm. Andrews in the fifth, but I, it's a now, tough spot. Yeah, it it's a, a very tough spot. So, next one, Travis Etienne, and then I gladly took Miles Gaskin yeah. uh, at 504. <laughs> Miles, I have him at running back 22, so he's a low, low running back three, but I really liked getting him – or low, he's a low running back two, and I really like getting him as my running back three. Because yep. once you start getting into that, that later running backs, it's just really hard to get any depth. Oh, yeah. And so I really I really wanted to get a running back here. There was there was decent wide receivers on the board still, but I figured there was there's a whole bunch of good wide receivers, like rounds four through nine even. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the running back here. So that was my thought process with that. Gaskin's just a guy who's very involved in the passing game. Yep. We still don't know how great Tua is, so hopefully he's still very involved. Yep. Um, after me, went Kyle Pitts at 5'5", five five, uh, uh, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Tyler Lockett, Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt, and then Tyler, you had your pick at 5'11". Yeah, and I took, I took the Broncos rookie running back, Javante Williams, uh-huh. and – we're gonna we're gonna split this into two. First, Javante Williams as a player. There's a ton of hype coming out about him in training camp and him possibly leading the team in carries mm-hmm. this year. And you know, the Broncos traded up in the draft to get Javante Williams. So there is optimism around Javante Williams. Um, but as as it currently stands it's not a guarantee that he's uh, you know, a workhorse or a, mm-hmm. the running back one for the Broncos. So taking him in the fifth seems a 
bit of a stretch. Now I already did have two running backs. So taking Javante as a running back three, I don't hate, but it's where I took him in the fifth when there were other running backs like Mike Davis, uh, Chase Edmonds, and even David Johnson and Raheem Mostert. Mm -hmm. I would have probably rather taken them instead of Javante um, just because I know what I'm getting with those guys. Um, But again, as a running back three, it's not a horrible pick, but it's just, it's just really, really early for him. Yes, definitely. But he, I mean, he does have a good ceiling because if he comes out and he is that workhorse guy, he's going to get a ton of carries and he's, he's got, he's a great, he's got a great skill set to be a three down back. So it's it's tough to pass up on him there and take like a James Robinson where you know that ceiling is capped right now. Right, right. But like you said, the floor is probably a little bit higher than James Robinson. Yep. So then on the turn went C.D. Lamb and Devontae Smith, which gives Team 12 five wide receivers and a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, five, yeah, five wide receivers. So hopefully that doesn't happen in a normal draft, yeah, but <laughs> you never know. Yeah, don't do that. Then Tyler took a guy that I really wanted to come back to me, but of course he took him instead, and that is? Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Now I know a lot of people have you know voiced their opinion that they are a little hesitant yes. on Deontay Johnson. It's all those um, Chase Claypool truthers out yeah. there. <laughs> Goodness. If, if people start saying that Chase Claypool is going to be better than Deontay Johnson, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to engage with that. I don't. I don't. I just. I don't understand what it is about Claypool. But that's another time. That's another topic for another time. Deontay as a flex option for me, mm-hmm. I think, is amazing. It's yeah, that sets me up with three really good wide receivers and three, two really good running backs and possibly a really good running back. So with you know three. I guess six position players total. Hmm. I can then maybe start looking at a quarterback or a tight end in the coming rounds. Yes. Um, but really, Deontay was a no-brainer. Yeah, at, at this for sure. Trick. Then we went Dak Prescott, James Robinson, T. Higgins, Leonard Fournette, Brandon Ayuk. And then the guy I really wanted, Cortland Sutton, went one pick before me. This team three had just been killing me, <laughs> and I got kind of uh, caught up in the sleeper big board here. I took, I took a quarterback who I'm not upset about at all, and Justin Herbert, who I think can have an awesome year. Mm-hmm. But he's my quarterback 10 right now. Uh, that, that is because I have – right now I do have Rodgers slotted ahead of him and Deshaun Watson, just assuming they're all playing. But mm-hmm. that could obviously move. So maybe he moves up to running or – or quarterback 10. But guys on the board left were Tom Brady's, um, Jalen Hurts. So Tom Brady's probably the guy I would have taken here uh, who I, I just missed on. Um, but like I said, I'm not upset about Justin Hurts. I yeah. think he's a guy who can definitely put up 35 plus touchdowns, 4,000 plus yards, maybe do a little bit with his feet. Um, so yeah, I went, I went quarterback here just because there was, I thought about going Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he on the running back I was looking at, but I was like, I already got three running backs. Maybe I can, this will be the first time I've really stretched for a quarterback. So I was kind of trying that out as well. Yeah. And, right. and so that, that was, that was my thought process taking a quarterback here. Yeah. And I wonder if, if, Lucas would have ended up taking Herbert with one of these picks just because he already has Keenan Allen on his roster in the stack. Right. So if he can, I mean, I'm now realizing just how good a quarterback wide receiver duo can be for your fantasy team. I mean, you've got Herbert and Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. Oh yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper. Like there's so many duos to get that if you can get one of them, you have like, 
that's just a great strategy to have. So, 100%. Then went Chase Edmonds and then Lucas Snade, Mike Davis in the sixth round. He's a guy that I think we all really are high on just because of how low he is falling. Yep. It's not that we think he's going to have a top 12 year, but it's just he is falling so low in these yeah. drafts for a guy who's guaranteed starter minute or, yep. not, or starter touches. Yep. Like he's going to have good volume. He performed well in Carolina last year. Mm-hmm. Great in the passing game. So he's a guy that we really think is going to continue it. And those quads are unbelievable. Oh so it's goodness. hard to pass up on the on Mike Davis. <laughs> sorry, sorry, say quads. Your yeah. time is up. And so Lucas desperately needed a running back here going in the sixth round with only one. Uh, Mike Davis is his 23. He had, was one spot behind Gaskin. So to miss out on Gaskin or to not take him in round five and then get the running back to give the next spot down in round six, I think he's really happy about. Yeah. And I will say this too, when you're drafting like your first starters yeah. for running backs and wide receivers, personally, I try to avoid the players in the same division, right? Mm-hmm. So like Lucas now has Christian McCaffrey and Mike Davis, and I'm not criticizing Lucas at all. But when, And Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas. So whenever, you know, since they're all within the same division, Whenever they play, one of those players is not going to perform as well because one one team is going to be win, winning, one team is going yeah. to be losing, right? It's going to work out in your favor, let's say, if if the Panthers are beating the Saints, right? So the Panthers are just running out the clock, so they're going to use McCaffrey, and the Saints are going to be throwing the ball to Michael Thomas. Yep. That works out. But the chances of that happening are pretty slim. Yeah. So that's why at least I try to avoid mm-hmm. the same division, but I can also understand – taking i mean taking guys like mccaffrey and michael yep. thomas and mike davis just because they will get volume and they will produce with that yep. volume so next one dj chark and tj hawkinson fell to the seventh round which is probably the farthest uh, i've seen him fall so yeah, far yeah definitely um a guy that i probably should have looked at a little more um instead of taking herbert there but we digress then we go <laughs> david johnson uh at for Lucas in round seven, David Johnson's a little little older. He kind of had a flash at the end of last year, um, <laughs> but it's still tough in that Houston offense, especially if Deshaun Watson isn't there. Yeah. Um, it becomes really scary, and you got to be somewhat worried about Philip Lindsay, who has proven that he's a good running back. I do not understand this, why Philip Lindsay is being slept on as like yes. a handcuff running back. I would not be surprised one bit if this if this team uses a running back by committee. Oh, yeah. Because – Plays the hot hand. Yeah, because Philip Lindsay has shown he's good enough. David Johnson has shown he's good enough. Lindsay's put up multiple thousand-yard rushing yard seasons. Yeah, yeah. So, I – like, I mean – if you get either one of them, mm-hmm. don't be, you know, don't be surprised if Johnson falls off and Lindsay kind of takes over and yeah. they kind of flip throughout the season. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Next off the board, we had Juju Smith-Schuster. And I reached down on the sleeper big board again and took Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson is a guy that I'm really high on. I think he's going to be a fit into that wide receiver two category, actually. Yeah. Yep. He had crazy stats last year, putting up 136 targets, um, 93 receptions, and 1,100 yards. He only had three touchdowns. That's why his fantasy value wasn't as high. But 
touchdowns aren't usually a stat that like sticks with especially like wide receivers when they have an extremely low one right like there's it's not like he's a guy that's never gonna score touchdowns he's gonna put up touchdowns eventually yeah and he's got that connection with sam darnold that i think might give him a a little edge over dj Moore here yeah he was the first one that came out and said that darnold looks like a whole new quarterback exactly so anderson still has some chemistry with sam darnold so and so i just i loved him here he's my wide receiver 20 he was wide receiver 23 last season and now you lose all those Curtis Samuel receptions, which some are going to go back to McCaffrey, but it's not like Mike Davis never caught the ball. Right. right. So he'll a little bit will go to McCaffrey, but he's probably still talking about 50, 60 targets that are out there to grab. And when you already have 136, I mean, to get you in the seventh, to get him in the seventh round, that made me really excited. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, then we had Jalen Waddell, Melvin Gordon, Aaron Rodgers, Raheem Mostert, Trevor Lawrence, Chase Claypool, and Tyler went tight end here. Yeah, not the tight end. I probably should have taken in the end. I I, uh, I selected Noah Fant with this pick. Um, like I said, definitely should not have been the tight end I took, uh, especially with tight ends like Dallas Goddard. Uh, Logan Thomas, I think, was still on the board. Yeah. Mike Gusecki. Those are all guys that I think I have above Fant. Yeah. So, at least in my rankings. Yes. So, um who should I have taken instead? Well, I have it all right down here because there's a there's a lot. Um, I should have taken Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Debo Samuel, Curtis Samuel, LaVisca Chenault, Michael Carter, and maybe even Damian Harris just because there's some hype around Damian Harris from the Patriots camp. Yeah. So um, I can hear all of the – Tyler, what are you doing? Yeah. I said that exact thing to myself after I selected <laughs> fans, okay? I made a mistake. This is why we mock draft. Yeah, this is why we mock draft so we don't make these mistakes later. Yeah. And I think this was partially also, a, you know, a big, big goof of the sleeper big board. Because yes. fans is I, – I cannot accurately rate and rank this Broncos offense, no. especially with Cortland Sutton back. So, yeah. I should have avoided fans mm-hmm. here, but – Oh well. Oh and well. Speaking of the Broncos offense, the next two well, the next two guys were Kenny and Jake Ronald Jones, and Tyler went right back to the Broncos right offense. Right back to it. I went with Jerry Judy, okay? <laughs> and uh, literally I think every single player that I mentioned before was still available yeah. at this pick. <laughs> and yeah. in my rankings, I have most of those guys above Jerry Judy. And I think the one thing that I keep clinging on to with Jerry Judy said he had 113 targets last year. Yeah. Granted, he was, what, second most in the league with drops yeah. and stuff, so that's an issue. But he doesn't have wide receiver one duties on him anymore. Mm. And f- from reports in camp, him and Teddy are really connecting super well yeah. still. So whoever it is under center, if it's Drew Locke or Teddy, he will get the ball. And you know he can get open. Right, and he will get open. So I think – I don't – again, it's not the player that I hate here. Mm-hmm. It's just where I took him and For who sure. else was available. For sure. All right, after Tyler went James Conner, Marquise Brown, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, and Will Fuller, who I also really wanted. This team five was failing <laughs> Killing me. you. Oh, everybody I wanted they took. Um, I ended up taking Debo Samuel. Tyler's really talked me into him. That's kind of where it's come from is – He's a guy when when he came back, he started really taking those targets away from Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Um, 
he's he has a chance to be that number one in that uh, offense. It's just if he can stay healthy. Yeah. And I was looking, and I heard someone talking about him. Debo Samuel's been hurt almost every year of his career since high school. So that is a oh, little worrisome. Man. So like you you hate to label a guy injury prone, but when you've been hurt yes. that much, it's 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 tough. So I'm real. I mean, if he's healthy, he's in a good offense where he'll uh, catch the ball. He's an eighth round pick, so I kind of took a flyer on him there. We went Mike Gesicki next, and then Lucas took Tom Brady, who I'm really <laughs> high on. I think quarterbacks do so much better. Bruce Arians' offense their second yep. year, and he was putting up ridiculous numbers year one. Yep. And now he's going to have a healthy Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown for a full year, Gronk, Evans, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. Don't it's forget O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard. He will still do something. Too. And so I, I think – I mean, that's just a great pick right there. Brady's going to put up a ton of points. Yeah. Well, and Brady also has one of the easiest schedules yes. again this year. So, like, it's – How does that keep happening? Yeah, I, how, yeah, I don't <laughs> get – How does – We need to call up Roger right now and just say, hey, what's happening here? But anyway – um. It's literally going to be a guarantee that Brady puts up like 20 for points sure. or more a game. It's a guarantee. Yeah. So that's just, and so, I mean, and for Lucas to get him as his quarterback one in the night or in the end of the eighth round, that's just a great value. That's, pick. that's a good value. So with that, we're going to conclude talking about our mock draft for now. We will finish up on our next episode on Friday where we will go through the back end of the draft and we will talk more about our sleeper picks with that. But we're going to get into our mailbag. <laughs> And Tyler, let's hear let's hear our questions from our favorite followers. Oh, gladly. Uh, our first question comes from McLovin's bro, and his question is: Do you think every team will eventually be a running back committee, and the workhorse running back die off? I don't believe so. I just the, when you have running backs like Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henrys. I mean, even Saquon, Zeke's. I mean, these guys are so talented that there's. I'm never. You're never gonna have a time where you're like, I would rather give it to this other guy. You know. <laughs> I mean, that's why. That's why you have r- r- workhorse running backs. It's because it's a guy where you're like, three hundred times a year, I want it in your hands, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think, I think I, it's a stretch to say every team yes. will be a committee. I think there will be only a small handful yes. of teams. Oh, 100%. Teams. I mean, maybe maybe 7 through 10 at most. I mean, 10 would be a lot yeah. coming, going in the future because that's just the way we're moving. Right. But right. I think at least 5 to 7 for yeah. sure. And I think, I mean, I think the most ideal backfield that teams are looking for, I go back to the, what was it, the 2017 Vikings mm. where Dalvin was a rookie, second year maybe, yeah. and he tore his ACL or something like that, mm-hmm. and he was out for the year. So the Vikings had to turn to Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon. Yes. I think teams are looking for the bigger uh, downhill runner mm-hmm. complementary with the pass catching back. Yes, the speed guy. Yep, and I think we only see committees because teams are wanting to, like, give every opportunity they can give to a running back to have that kind of duo in the backfield. For sure. So I don't think it – I think there are some that will be – design committees like you i mean you look at chicago you look at the la rams um those teams have historically used 49ers 49ers and even i mean colts last year a little bit so there are teams that does you know that will you know design their offense around a committee but i think more times than not it's more so because they're searching for something else than it is just a exclusive committee for sure so 
that answers our first question. Yep. And the second question, I apologize. Do we have this? Do we have this user's handle on us? Ooh, I can I can get it real quick. I, I we got it. We got to give him a shout out because this this is a this is a great question. So, uh, Dakota D A K O T A W five two one. So I'm gonna go Dakota W or Dakota Dakota. <laughs> hey, shout out to you for this question. How much does draft position matter? And what's your favorite spot to draft in a 10-man and in a 12-man league? Draft position, I mean, that changes how you're going to draft. You know, like the difference between Lucas and you was unreal. Like you were, I need two running backs right now because I'm never going to get another one. And Lucas like, I can take McCaffrey and then wait on running back. Yep. Um, So, I mean, it changes a lot. And that's kind of why, that's one of the reasons we love to mock draft is because you can see, all right, if I'm in, if I'm in two, my, my draft position is very different than seven because right. seven, I'm going to get kind of the middle of the pack everywhere. Yep. My favorite is probably honestly one or two hmm. just because then I get McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook. Sure. And I think they're just that much better than everyone else yeah. that like they're guys that you'll never be able to trade for. Yeah. And that, right. that's kind of the way I view it is like, I can, I will never trade them and I will never <laughs> trade for them. Hold on. Says the guy that sent like three offers a day for both Dallas. Well, and yeah. Richard. And I never got them, <laughs> but except for, I didn't get cooked, but, um, and then I think I also kind of like that, uh, probably six, seven. Yeah. Maybe even eight, like right at the end. He's this year. Cause I can get Zeke there yep. and then get another like high, real high end wide receiver. Yeah. Top 10 running back. Yeah. Would you say that's both for 10 and 12s? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way in terms of, you know, mm. what, you know, the draft position that you have and how much it matters. It, it changes your whole strategy. Yeah. But the one thing that you don't need to kind of fall into is, oh, I'm not going to find any value if I'm at the end of a round compared to the, the sure. beginning of the round. You're, I mean, you're going to find value at the beginning of the second round. Yes. So it's basically sweat, you know, switched. That mentality is switched yeah. on a snake draft. Um, but I think in, in dynasty and keeper leagues, yes, you're gonna value your earlier picks way more than your later picks. 100%. That's just that's just naturally how it goes. Um, and I'd say in my my favorite spots, uh in ten mans, I'd say six or seven range. Okay. You're you're still getting a, a very to your <laughs> running back. Yep. And then you can, you have your pick of the crop then on the turnaround. Yes. And then in 12 man leagues, I really prefer the 10 and 11 range okay. because I know, because kind of this goes back to my strategy of two really good running backs. Yeah. That plays, I'm able to do that at 10 and 11 yeah. or 11 and even 12, right? Like I'm able to do that strategy and that's where I find my better team. So For sure. that's where I would go. But, I'm going to be real, you know, boastful real quick. Give me any position and I'll make the best team. So, I mean, Lucas, Lucas even said it last week. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just had to, just had to say it. Can we trust Lucas? Can we really, can we really trust Lucas? (laughs) Oh, probably not. That's exactly right. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We promise we'll get to the rest of the mock draft um, for you on Friday. Uh, We really appreciate all your, viewership that's the yep. word i'm looking for viewership <laughs> uh make sure to look at or follow us on instagram twitter facebook tiktok, TikTok. and uh subscribe on youtube yeah go follow yeah go subscribe to us on youtube it's kind of sad to only know that it's really just us the fellas watching ourselves yeah. on youtube yeah that's we're good looking guys <laughs> like you should want to see our faces look at him jeez so
All right. Well, with that, deuces, and we will see you on Friday. Deuces. Oh, 39 minutes. That's not terrible. That's not bad. That's usually how it's – I mean – Hey, thanks again for tuning into the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast today. Make sure to subscribe so you get notifications of all of our weekly podcasts now on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, make sure to subscribe, turn on those notifications. You can do the same for our social media, FF Fellas on Twitter, the FF Fellas on Instagram. Hey, we're on YouTube if you want to see us uh, video record these podcasts. Fantasy Football Fellas there. Uh, Same thing on Facebook and TikTok, Fantasy Football Fellas. If you want even more insights to any of our rankings, uh, head on over to FantasyFootballFellas.com. I got all sorts of rankings there. You can see our first mock draft that we did a few weeks ago. Uh, All sorts of different exciting content there we have for you as well. Three Stooges, just being dudes. Deuces.